You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Cardinals here, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. We've got a lot to talk about, and it's going to be coming from a, several different directions. We're going to recap yesterday, which was a fun Twitter feel, Twitter filled minefield of uh, <laughs> differing opinions on Bo and Mai's first mock draft, uh, respectively. Bo's going to talk about the poll that we put up for that. It's Twitter Poll Tuesday. Very interesting topic surrounding the draft and what the Cardinals should do at 16 overall. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have uh, talked about potentially uh, trading out of the fourth pick, according to Adam Schefter. They're fielding calls. They're not actively trying to move out at this point. But what would that mean for the Arizona Cardinals at 16? Could a a gem fall in their lap at 16? Daniel Jeremiah thinks that there's a new name that the Cardinals could take at 16. We're going to mash all that up. Plus, Rodney Hudson signed a contract extension. Apparently, this happened a little while ago, and it's finally getting reported, the numbers and everything from Ian Rappaport. We're going to talk about all that today. But this first segment today is going to be a recap. Uh, Bo and I had a fun uh, fun conversation yesterday surrounding our first mock draft um, from the Draft Network using the Mock Draft Simulator. And... Um, it's difficult to do a mock draft when you don't have a third or fourth round pick. And it, right. it really showed that the Cardinals are – it's so important that they hit on those first two picks. Uh, Bo, let's do that Twitter poll first. We put it up at Locked on AZ Cards. You got oh, to decide. Course. You got to decide, people who listen and watch, why I was right. Now, is that is – that, uh, did that stick, Bo? What are we looking at percentage-wise? You uh you won as far as the battle of our mock draft 1.0 you won the first battle it was uh Alex Clancy by a landslide 55 almost 56 percent of the listeners felt like you had a stronger first mock draft not surprised not surprised and no. we're gonna do this every Monday I think so we'll we'll, sure. we'll run a tally and I'll thank you to everybody who voted who reached out like the conversations that we're having. You're going to disagree with us, and we're going to disagree with you. This is the fun part about the draft. And just keep in mind two things. One, um, nobody knows who the hell is going to be great and who isn't. Okay, mm -hmm. Most draft picks don't work. So if you're telling us, oh, no, this is a mistake because this person's going to work, unless you're related to Nostradamus, let's, let's have a more textured conversation of why this may go one way or the other. Number two... We don't get to pick from the litter with the mock drafts. You pick who the computer has not taken so far. And right. we thought that at that point, whoever we took, <laughs> it was the second round, the Wyatt Davis pick for Bo. Bo must have lost all of his followers with the oh, Wyatt Davis tackle pick uh, in the second round. But it's fun. It's an exercise. And this is why we're here. We want the Cardinals to do their due diligence and effort to make the best roster possible to overcome what's going to be a very difficult 2021 schedule for them. There is there's some dark places in on the internet. But I didn't realize that mock draft Twitter was one of those deep dark places. I mean, it was you just 
dip your toe in like we did yesterday, and they just come at you. They go for the throat, man. It was uh, it was it was just like here we are. Oh, Bo and Alex, we're gonna try our hand at our first mock draft, and we do it, and people are like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life." It was like the it was like the Billy Madison, like a simple like no or pass would have been acceptable, but uh, people just roasted us. It was the mock draft awesome. roast yesterday of Bo and Alex, and it's fun. Like like yeah. you said, there's no right answers here. There's also no wrong answers here. So like it's. I just I think it's so funny to see mock draft Twitter come out throwing throwing haymakers and it's just like you don't know any more than I do you don't you just don't it's you could be Daniel Jeremiah or you could be some schlub on his couch that's doing mock draft after mock draft but if you think you know you're you're more wrong than anybody else yeah I mean it's, it's sure that there are going to be home runs there's going to be home but, runs but like you mentioned with the like my second round pick. And I had the Cardinals taking a guard out of Ohio State. And some people are like, oh, I don't like his medical. It's like, <laughs> what do you know? Have you checked out his knee? Like, he had no surgeries. Why Davis had no surgeries. You texted uh, him? And then some, guy, some guy's talking about the value of taking a guard. Like, his philosophy, he's, he's pretty much the only acceptable time to take a guard is, like, as an undrafted free agent. Now, wow, brilliant. Having said that, we love it. He, yeah. we, this oh, this yeah. is what it's mutually beneficial. Let, let me give you a little inside the actor studio or the radio podcast host studio. It yeah. makes us better when we get to have conflicting uh, uh, when when we get to have conversations with people who don't agree with us. It strengthens right. everything. Not only do we get to talk about sports, which is awesome, it also allows us to put out a better product every time we do a podcast. Constantly right. getting better. Constantly wanting to hear other people's. Uh, a viewpoint so yeah we're talking as if like we love this like this is just this is the fodder that we got into sports to talk about and it's it's great that the Cardinals are relevant enough to where this is important you know every pick first and second round picks are superfluously important and we'll get to our Twitter poll Tuesday you know Bo let's do that right now because it's interesting we we, we did two choices today mm-hmm. at 16 do the Cardinals stick and pick, or do they trade back? And I'm curious about what everybody thinks so far. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals, according to our listeners, they believe that the Arizona Cardinals should stick and pick at hmm. 16 instead of trading down. Right now it's uh, just about 55% stick and pick, and then 44% of people saying they should trade down. Should we have offered an option to trade up? I No. No, you don't think that that's. I mean, just what would yeah, they give? It, like, what can you? Because it's yeah. the draft, have, especially in the top. Yeah, exactly. And it, in the in the win now, every second is a win now in the NFL. Top twelve picks. There's no way you're gonna be able to get away with giving away a future, a future top pick in that. Like, you if somebody's gonna trade back, you need to see immediate return, right? Like, if you're gonna move yeah. up to twelve to draft uh, who Devonte Smith. Like, who are you moving up to take? Probably going to be a corner, but still, you're not giving away a first-round pick next year to move up when you need young talent. You need cheap players with, with who you have on your roster right now. So, no, I, I don't think at this point, I don't think so. Alex Lanty, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll continue this. We're going to be doing polls. We're going to be doing, you know, mock drafts galore. Continue to reach out to us. We love having conversations. Rodney Hudson is an Arizona Cardinal. Um, for a couple more years, we'll break down the contract extension that he signed to remain with the Cardinals beyond next season. And with Atlanta getting potentially weird at four overall with 
looking like the solidified top three going quarterback, what does that mean for the Cardinals, and can the Cardinals get lucky and have a gem fall to them at 16? All that and more next, Locked On Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about betonline.ag. Now, I know you're sad. I know which with March Madness over, you're a little, you know, you're a little solemn, but there's NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, etc. The Masters are coming up this week. BetOnline's got you covered for everything. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Go to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So the Rodney Hudson trade for a third-round pick, even though they probably overpaid by two rounds, because they were the Raiders were going to cut Rodney Hudson. They we thought they had cut him, and then you see that the Cardinals traded from for a third round pick. It's worth it, and now he's getting, you know, he's reaping the rewards, and he's and by all accounts he's going to retire in Arizona Cardinal. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock locked on Cardinals. But when you saw the extension, and we had talked about this a little bit, what are you? We'll get into the numbers in a minute, but just at surface mm-hmm. value, knowing you're going to have the spine of your offensive line remain the same person for the next four years, barring any sort of injury. Initial thoughts? Yeah, it's great continuity for the offensive line, and we've seen what that does. Just from 2019 to 2020, I thought the group took a huge leap, and with the addition of a guy that's, a you know, he's been a pro bowler a couple times, and Rodney Hudson, and knowing that you can have somebody just hold down that position now, and in the next couple of years, a three-year extension, $30 million. He makes himself an extra, what, $7 million guaranteed. But he also helps out as far as the cap's concerned in 2021. It's just a win-win. And you have to – I really I really like how the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Keim, and crew, how they are uh, – they're very creative as far as how they dance around the cap. And it's giving the Cardinals, especially with Kyler Murray on a rookie deal um, – a lot of flexibility to build around him. And it's a tip of the cap. I, I really like it. And, and, and not only, you know, on top of that, it, it just helps that Rodney Hudson is a very talented player at a position where, when was the last time the Cardinals had a, a legitimate center? It's been a long time. I I don't even, you know, A.Q. Shipley was a guy that you could count on, but he wasn't a stud like Rodney Hudson. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a box that's now checked. Like it, yeah. it, in perpetuity, because I'm assuming that they're not going to cut him at any point. They wouldn't have given him an extension, especially as you mentioned. You need stability wherever you can find it for an extended period of time. And with the influx of new players and saying goodbye to you know Patrick Peterson, etc. I, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So money's there. It's not too expensive, and it's not going to affect the cap this much with with the like onslaught of. Uh, People using dummy years now, it's just it makes things easier with the cap, so at least up right front. Now. Yeah, so hot. So hot right now. It's, yeah. um, but also when you think about the great quarterbacks, I mean, you, you know, Peyton Manning, synonymous with Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've got the, you know, Russell Wilson, he had uh, Max Unger for a little bit and then he went to Ooh. New Orleans and Drew tough. Brees relied upon Unger for a long time. And, um, 
there's just been a lot of quarterbacks that are synonymous with with their starting centers and now Kyler Murray has that guy that rock on this on this offensive line that he can he he doesn't have to you know think twice and we're not going to see any more stupid turn your head penalties that we saw that just stalled out drives in you know in 2020 it was brutal Mason Cole did it I think twice a twice. game in back to back weeks it was yeah. just it was rough you're not going to have that any longer yeah you should never get a false start called on your center because he has the ball. So he, knows, he knows when the ball he knows when the ball's being hiked. Um, right. So let's hit this Daniel Jeremiah mock draft first, and then we'll talk about Alabama. We'll we'll talk about Atlanta and how now with one, two, three, obviously with Sam Darnold being traded to Carolina, that adds another little wrinkle into what the hell is going to happen before the Cardinals at sixteen. Um, with so many moving parts, and so it starts. It, it's a it's a dichotomy of top three, solid. One, two, three, Zach Wilson, or Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the 49ers take at three because they're going to take a quarterback at three. They're going to take who they want at three. When it comes to Atlanta and Carolina, that adds some question marks and potentially could help the Cardinals at 16. Now, Daniel Jeremiah had an interesting name dropped to them at 16. And if you look at the numbers – it kind of makes sense that he would be the odd man out of the trifecta of Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. That person is Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle has had had as many yards receiving in college as Devontae Smith did last year. Jalen Waddle played three years of college. He had 800 plus yards receiving in his first year and over 500 in his second and third years each. Devontae Smith had 1,800 receiving yards last year and a boatload of touchdowns. Bo, obviously Devontae Smith was running unopposed last year. He got all the targets because Jalen Waddle was out, and Jalen Waddle was the third option for his first two years and obviously got injured last year. Jalen Waddle is there at 16, and so is, uh, I don't know, uh, Jason, Caleb Farley, who will probably mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. Who do you take at 16 if you're the Cardinals? I mean, you, you're looking at a guy that uh, had an ankle injury. That tried to play, and you gotta love that Waddle play, tried to play in the championship yeah. game. And I mean, you just you could tell that he wasn't ready to go. So you, you appreciate that he's a football guy. Um, and then Caleb Farley's a guy that that opted out. He played at Virginia Tech. I think that Jalen Waddle is actually, a, and I know that you, he was in a wide receiver core that featured Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, and now Devontae Smith, who just had an absolute just monster season in the Heisman campaign. I think Jalen Waddle is still a, more of a proven commodity than Caleb Farley is with the medicals and the fact that he played, he opted out. He played two seasons at Virginia Tech. So I, I almost, I would want to go with Waddle, but I think that move also would just, that would be it for Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, it's just too right. crowded of a room that, wow. so that you would be pretty much saying goodbye. But at the same time, I mean, think about that offense yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Jalen Waddle. Christian Kirk, you don't even have to think about. Somebody mentioned Andy Isabella to us on Twitter. People actually really believe Andy Isabella can do anything. You know what? No, this offense. I don't. But in in a (laughs) if he's given a different offense, if you put him in Kyle Shanahan's offense, he has five touchdowns and six and five hundred yards. You got to use like they. He had three touchdowns in two games last year. Who's throwing him the football? Uh, Wasn't it? Is it DJ's mock draft? Did he have? He had Mac Jones going through, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, please let's let's speak that into existence. I want. Oh, please. Oh, please. 
San Francisco, they traded up to take the next Jimmy G. Do you think he was soaring those passes over Alabama receivers because they wanted him to – there wasn't going to be any question? Like, was that a smokescreen? Was that like Josh Jackson not working out uh, before the, the the Suns draft him? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I mean dude, listen. I, I think Mac Jones – He's – I know that you think Kyle Shanahan is nothing but some Yeezys and a flat brim hat. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I know I know what you think about Kyle Shanahan. And in, in, in a certain respect, I do too. Um, obviously, under 500 as a, as a head coach, he's – they're looking at it like him as the next Belichick or the next McVay is probably a, a closer comp. But what he does – with very little the fact that they won as many games last year as they did is a testament to the leadership that that John Lynch and Kyle Shannon brings the offense Debo like everybody was hurt last year and they're putting dudes out there that are still they're still putting up points and I think Mac Jones is a perfect like he's not a finished product yet none of these guys are but I feel like Mac Jones under the tutelage of Kyle Shannon could be scarier than you think but Regardless, we know that they're taking a quarterback at three. Okay, the Cardinals at sixteen. You say Jalen Waddle or Caleb Farley? Jalen Waddle. I'm still going need there, and I hope that they will sign another receiver before the draft. And with Larry Fitzgerald, the biggest disservice he could do to the organization that he's been the you know the pillar for for since 2003 is not tell them before the draft what he's doing. You need to tell the Arizona Cardinals what you're doing before the draft. This is because yeah. it could turn very, very Brett Farvey very quickly, yeah. and Isn't I'm not that scary a little bit. Yeah, that but, we're gonna that we would know what's gonna happen in the next three weeks because I feel like we I'm ready. No, right? I'm yeah. ready. Rip the bandaid off one way or the other. Come back. Like at this point, I don't care. Just come back. Come back or leave. Break it gently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, like it's it, again. We could talk about Fitz and the pros and cons of him coming back or not coming back until the cows come home. We just. I'm ready. I'm ready. And and I yeah, I'm ready. Coming up next, Atlanta at 4, Carolina at 8. Now have two quarterbacks, which is fantastic. What do all of the puzzle pieces moving around in the top 10 mean for the Arizona Cardinals and could a top player fall to them at 16 when everybody else is looking the other way, future draft picks, etc. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll be right back. But first, it's time to talk about rockauto.com. You know I love talking about rockauto.com because I know nothing about cars. I like using my computer. I don't like going to stores right now because of COVID. I mean, obviously, things are getting a little bit better, but I don't want to go to a chain storefront place and be lost and have to ask dumb questions because I'm too nervous. When I go to rockauto.com, it's a family-owned business. It's been online for 20 years. I can find everything I need at my fingertips. I can Google. I mean, I can Google. I can search things. And if I search things and I don't use the right words, I'll be able to kind of maneuver my way around because the whole store, everything is at your fingertips. And they have the same prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So whether it's for your daily driver or your weekend uh, convertible, if you need taillights or carpet or something else for your car, I mean, rockauto.com's got you covered. Go to rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low, okay? And right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So it's interesting because the Cardinals have no direct effect on 
on, on what's going on in the top 10. But it's fun to watch. I mean, if you're a football fan and you're seeing all these pieces moving around, it's incredible. And you know that there's always a dark horse a week before the draft, whether it be a player or a team that wants to move up or a player that's running up the draft boards that just throws a wrench into people's plans. And when you have Sam Darnold at with Carolina and you have Teddy Bridgewater with Carolina, I'm assuming both of them won't be on the roster before the season starts. So say Teddy Bridgewater gets traded, and I mean, I would assume, like, if he wasn't making as much money, I would say just go back to New Orleans. They'll trade a fifth-round pick or whatever to, j- just to make it copacetic, and then you go back to New Orleans. But with Carolina, just because Carolina traded for Sam, Brad- uh, Sam Darnold doesn't mean they're not going to draft a quarterback. And just because Atlanta's sitting there at four, Bo, if you're Atlanta and you saw what Detroit didn't do last year with the third overall pick, they had their pick of the litter of -hmm. quarterbacks. And they decided to go corner because they're like, you know what? Matt Stafford's our guy. He's been our guy. He's stuck with us. He's been the anchor for this team. Atlanta looks at that and like, you know what? We're not going to make that mistake. We're going to take a quarterback at four. If you're Atlanta... And you get offered two first, two future first to move back to eight, nine, whatever. Do you mm-hmm. take that or do you take Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, whoever's left after three? Right. Which what I mean, do you do? When you're looking at uh now it's a slam dunk that Zach Wilson's going to. Yes. You know, there's no question about the Jets and what their future is at that position. And then three, you know, does you you got if Mac Jones goes three. That's just a, that's awesome for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, not only that they would potentially face Mac Jones, but also that would probably solidify five quarterbacks going before they pick at sixteen. Uh, but as far as Atlanta, you got to imagine there there is going to be a quarterback hungry team that is going to want to jump at the chance to get Fields or Lance, whoever it might be, whoever's available, or even I, I don't know. I agree with Bucky Brooks on on Mac Jones. I can't. I still can't believe that he's a. He's a first-round prospect. He makes my body look good. <laughs> he does. He does. He even makes you know draft Brady look you know like he's in great shape. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I was talking to Benjamin Solak yesterday, and he he mentioned like Atlanta's the linchpin, right? Atlanta like holds the keys to the draft multiverse. Like whatever they do, whether it's you know trade out or stick and pick or whatever. And whoever they take, it's going to send the draft. That that's going to send the draft in so many different directions. Like you know that the Niners are going quarterback. You just don't know which one. But the the, the Falcons at four. I mean that that really could impact what happens to the Arizona Cardinals all the way down at sixteen. Yeah. It, it is. It, they they just hold the keys to what direction this draft's really going to go because the top three picks we, we know what's going to happen. Right. And I mean you also look at it as see uh, Cincinnati who drafts next like. If you think taking a tight end, regardless of if he's the LeBron James of wide receiver tight ends, where he's this incredible talent, great hands, great red zone threat, can run can run every route, do you really want to take him at four? Like, really, is that really is is that the best choice? Do you really want to take a tight end in the top ten? And I know he's going to go in the top ten, and I hope he's great. I've I loved watching him play all year last year at Florida with Kyle Trask. Four and five. Four and five. That yeah. determines the top 16 picks. That's mm-hmm. it. And, and as you mentioned, Benjamin Solak and Trevor Sikkim do an incredible job on the locked on on locked on NFL draft. Uh they're both part of the draft network. They're, they do incredible they do incredible work. Benjamin Solak looks like he's 14. 
<laughs> just and we've talked about this. I mean, I hope I look somewhat like I mean, I hope I just hang on. I thought I looked young when I was his age. That man, I mean, until he grows a beard, he's gonna look I mean, good for him. So yeah. four and five could go quarterback wide receiver, which wouldn't necessarily be the greatest for the Cardinals. You want the you want the wide receivers to drop as many places as possible, including Kyle Pitts. So the ideal situation, and correct me if I'm wrong if you disagree, quarterback at four, Penny Sewell at five. That would be ideal for the Cardinals because it drops all the position players back. Patrick Sertain, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, 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 J.C. Horn, and then three wide receivers. That's seven picks mm-hmm. out of nine or out of eight before the Cardinals get to draft. Yep. No, seven picks out of 11 before the Cardinals get to draft. Like, that's a big deal. So the Cardinals will 100% get an impact guy. And who knows? Trey Lance is going to go there Is going to go there too. Penny Sewell and a quarterback at four and five flipped is would be ideal for the Cardinals. That would, that would mean yeah. that they could drop, they could get somebody they never should even be able to come into contact with at 16 if it were a different draft. It would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the depth that the quarterback position plays into – the Arizona Cardinals hands. Now, the one thing that is kind of concerning is the move that the Panthers pulled off yesterday in in making a move for Sam Darnold and what they paid. Like we're reading what these draft pundits are saying, but we don't know like what front office execs are thinking. And look, yeah. Carolina felt like Sam Darnold was going to be a better option. Do they feel like are those teams kind of wavering on Mac Jones, Justin Fields? Trey Lance, because it would, it like I said earlier, I think it's just going to play in such a. It would be such a benefit for the Cardinals if the if five signal callers go off the board before they pick. Because you're right. I mean, it, it also if you look, I I think it would benefit the Cardinals probably if a guy like Jalen Waddle's not in their you know part of the options at 16. Uh, I like what Joseph's saying. I think he's right. You know, I, the Cardinals when you're in this spot and you can kind of you can play like the safety position and watch everything happen in front of you. You have you have the benefit of, I mean, I think I hope the Todd McShay scenario happens where they trade back just a couple spots and they can still maybe grab a guy and then boost their draft capital, but we'll see. I mean, it's it's going to be a fun next three weeks to figure out what's going to happen because there could be a team that's quarterback hungry and that's going to trade up with Atlanta or Atlanta could stick and pick and and take a guy that I don't know like. I think Kyle Pitts would be a huge player for the Arizona Cardinals, but if I'm sitting there at four, I'm I'm a little nervous taking a guy like Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, there's so many wild cards in the in the top, you know, twelve or thirteen. It's and it, since David Tepper's taken over um, in Carolina, like he's making bold moves. He signed Matt Rule to a massive contract before yeah. before the Cardinals. You know, yeah, the Cardinals play them this next season, and it's like. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback for Carolina. They they just it they they look like Tom Brady. It was freaking Kyle Allen, and then it was Teddy Bridgewater, and now it's going to be Sam Darnold, and they're just going to put up another career. They got to figure that out. Matt Rule uh, coached him up. Like Cliff Kingsbury's got to get to that level. Yeah, because Matt Rule he's it's winning that. I mean, like many battles of the head coaches, Cliff Kingsbury's on the short end of the stick. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, locked on Cardinals. Continue draft coverage. Um, Hoping the Cardinals will sign another free agent for the draft so we can have another box checked. Uh, most likely <laughs> won't happen, but if Larry Fitzgerald doesn't tell the Cardinals his plan before April 29th, we've got 
we're gonna have a problem. Like this is it, yeah. it's, it's not gonna be a you know you know a uh, a high. It's not gonna be you know code level orange, but it's gonna be. <laughs> it, it was orange the highest one. I mean, not to make Homeland Security a joke or anything, but... I can imagine Code Red is probably the highest. Code Orange. I can't remember. Maybe that was from a TV show. I can't remember. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's not going to be a a high-impact problem, but it's going to be a problem. And if if this turns into Brett Favre territory, which I don't think it won't, which I don't think it will, just I hope it just doesn't mar his, you know, what he's done. And it won't, but it, it just wouldn't be a fun way to end. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.